Hello and welcome to the Off With Their Records podcast number 13, the DIY record label podcast that tears down the curtain and reveals the frightened wizard behind it. Oh, I'm a frightened wizard. And this is a very special episode. This is the uh, exclusive single release. Uh, what do you want? <laughs> I'm doing something. This is the exclusive single uh, release the first single from the new album by Joey Hertzfeld. It's nearly done. This is the first single to be uh, the first song to be completely mixed and completed. We're uh, we want to put this out sort of now because it's quite pertinent to uh, the times. This song is called Inside, and uh, it's about everyone staying in their houses and not going out. Um. Uh. So you're going to hear an exclusive first listen uh, of that track, followed by an interview with Joey. This is an edited interview. Uh, the full one is much longer. He talks in detail about every single song, and it's very interesting. But if you want to listen to the full version, you have to get the download the album when it comes out. That'll have the full interview in as an extra. Um... And of course, everything is available from offwiththeirrecords.co.uk. You'll be able to stream the single from there. You can stream all sorts of exclusive tracks from offwiththeirrecords.co.uk that you won't be able to find anywhere else. Uh, This single, when we release it, which will be on Monday, will also be available to stream on SoundCloud. Off With Their Records have a SoundCloud. There's all sorts of cool stuff on there. Go follow us on on there if you use that. Uh, We'll always follow you back. Uh, it'll be on YouTube, Off With Their Records, I've got a channel on YouTube, come follow us on there, Facebook, it'll be up on there, uh, it'll be on Instagram in some way, Instagram is our preferred uh, platform for communication, we put all sorts of stuff up on Instagram, so come follow us on there, we'll follow you back of course, um, yeah, so without further ado, here is an exclusive first play of Inside, the first single from the fantastic new album by Joey Hertzfeld. seem to mind when they close the local line a few old ladies and their cats made a fuss and that was how they'll take the bus this library's mostly for the tramps and who needs high street banks just go Stay inside 
could ever want for more You say you miss your local store Just click here and things appear No fuss This very day from folks we trust now They can't stick around to chat Yeah, I think so. Okay, I'm going to start this interview. Um, so, um, let's talk about the new album and upcoming single. Okay. Okay. What can you tell me about the song Inside? Uh, yeah, well, I guess we went for that one. Well, we, we'd been at, uh, starting gigs with it for a while, uh, so... It was one of our favourites anyway. Um, but it's also one that feels relevant to these times inadvertently because I wrote it ages ago. Mm -hmm. It's it's a song about loneliness, I suppose. I, I wrote it closer to when I moved to Norwich and didn't know that many people. And it was just... Uh, it was inspired, I think, by um, by just trying to sort out some work. And, I, and a friend of mine had said, oh, I went along to this volunteering place and they talked about my interests and then I got got volunteering at this place and then that led to a job and so I showed up there and they said what are you doing here it's all online now and 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 I said oh well I was told I could come to this place it's still here it's like oh no and then they talked to me like I was senile <laughs> and, and like, do, do you not understand computers uh <laughs> and I did understand computers but I just I just quite like the idea of an informal chat leading to some suggestions rather than just filling in some boxes. Uh, and then I went home and I had this tune going around in my head that needed words. And then I turned on the radio and there was this quite dismal news programme about the death of the high street in some little village and how everything was moving online. And so it was, it was inspired by just feeling lonely in a new place. And this sense that that all the outside world was being constricted, and and uh, and our only means of contact with people was was via online, and that that brought convenience, but it also brought solitude. And obviously, that was written a couple of years before everybody was, in a much more literal sense, forced indoors. So you had a band in London. So when you mm -hmm. moved to Norwich, did you have to find a whole new group of musicians to work with? 
Uh, yeah, I did. Uh, there, there's uh, Chris Dowden, the trumpeter. He was someone who I'd played with um, about a decade ago in London when he lived there. So he'd been a member for a couple of years uh, of a band I had called Hooverville that went for six or seven years. Uh, Chris was in Hooverville. He was, yeah. So he's, he's on the, that album a fair bit, but he, he wasn't in that band for the majority of its stint. Uh, and I hadn't played with him for a long time or seen that much of him, but he was probably the one musician I knew here when I moved. And yeah, I initially started just playing stuff I'd already written. I had this set of accordion tunes, and so I just started playing that accordion set with with him and uh, George on uh, on double bass. And then when I decided to... Mm-hmm. That write was some... the Joey Hertzfeld trio? That's right, yeah. yeah. And then when I decided to write some new material... Uh, I, I just thought I'd form a bigger lineup and one where I was playing keyboard because I, I write all these weird chromatic chord sequences which are a nightmare to play on the left hand of an accordion. So how did you go about finding the rest of the band, Chad Mason and um, Russ? Uh, well, Chad, um, I that was, the I think, the first gig I did with, with the trio was... For a night hosted by him at Jernitz and, and we became friends. Uh, and so I, I was hanging out with him a fair bit. We were both into acting and music, so we had a lot of things in common. We each tend to speak for about 70% of a conversation, which means that there's, I guess, a 20% overlap when we're, when we're chatting, but yeah, it seems to work. Over each other. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so, yeah, he was a friend anyway, and I was trying to find a... I suppose an excuse to collaborate with him because we were hanging out and um, he ended up doing some overdubs on some older stuff of mine, which I've still got to release actually. It's all piling up. And, uh, and, and he plays quite a number of instruments. I hadn't even seen him play bass, but as it turned out, he's rather good at it. So I fancied having electric bass and he, he's good at that. And then uh, Russ was a guy who I knew through um, some musicians uh, in London, he played in some bands I knew there, um, and he came in on drums. And then it turned out that Russ and Chad uh, were quite good at harmonising with each other vocally. So, so I had this these backing vocal harmonies going on, which isn't something I'd had since I had that band Hoover about ten years ago. So that that really boosts the sound. And there's also Jacob Solstice, who was sort of integral to the recording. So yeah, yeah, yeah. He was uh, he was really integral to the recording and the writing, actually. Um, but uh, I suppose for a moment I was forgetting about him because he hasn't been doing the live version. So he uh, he quit doing my stuff and uh, a lot of projects, and I think currently all projects, um, musically speaking. Um, so he, but, but if it hadn't been for meeting him, I don't think the album would have got written because, because, uh, I had all these melancholic little, um, piano ditties piling up about solitude. And then I needed to, um, to actually play them to someone and go through all my mobile phone demos and saying, oh, what do you think of this one? Uh, and, and it was quite therapeutic. He didn't really end up Learning any compositional ideas, I don't think he he, he uh, took on a weirdly selfless role, which might be part of the reason why he got bored of doing it. I don't know, but he he was essentially doubling what I did. But I don't think most of these songs would exist if he hadn't been up for that, because I'd 
I'd got into a bit of a creative hole and, and it was playing opposite him and I'd be playing the chords on the piano and he'd be playing the same thing pretty much on guitar and that that was that was what got the um the album written essentially uh and then he's all over the actual album itself but um oddly he did do a bunch of gigs with me before we got the proper five piece together but then hasn't done any subsequent ones so we've become a quartet but he's all over the album and as i say a very important part of it having been written there's a number of other people on the album as well oh yeah and some of the uh, other personnel Oh, uh, well, there's, there's, there's Alex Ward, who's a guy who I um, used to play with in, in a number of different lineups in London. He's a really top clarinetist and guitarist, but he's playing clarinet on this. Um, there's uh, Luke Barlow, who, who used to play piano in my old band, Hooverville, and, and plays uh, a quite Poirot-style uh, sax solo. Um I, I wish I'd known you were going to hit me with this question because I haven't got all the names written in front of me. There's 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 all in sundry on the album. I'll stop there. <laughs> so um, talk about another one of the songs. How about um, Slowly Melting? Talk about that one. I think that's the next single. So that would be pertinent. Oh, yeah, that's, a, that's another one um, which was written a million years ago but seems oddly timely now. So actually that one had a a sort of long and difficult gestation the tune was lying around for ages and I had the lyric about being very hot and feeling like I was melting and um and then just that topic seemed to ally in my head to times in London where when the last really big lot of riots happened which I think might be about a decade ago uh and they were very tense times I remember I was um I was uh, in North London at the time and, and uh, I just visited a friend and then and then I looked through the window to see all of London between his home uh, and mine, which I was going to be heading back to. And it was all on fire, basically. Um, was it literally all on fire? It wasn't literally all on fire. But there was there was that there were a lot of flames. fires when those uh, riots happened and, and some really quite random and sad ones like there, there was this... Um, there was this big vinyl factory, which I imagine was producing lots of short runs for people like me who, and, and instead of ending up in those people's bedrooms, not getting sold, <laughs> they went up in flames. Um, and that seemed particularly squalid to me that this enormous um, factory, or maybe it was a warehouse of vinyl, went up. But, um, uh, you know, I, I'm pretty apolitical in my songwriting so i i don't i don't have a hot take on on rioting uh it's one of the reasons why i changed it from i'm slowly melting to you're slowly melting i thought if i put it this in the second person there's no there's no way that i can have any dog in this fight <laughs> so you're you're kind of a, a band leader in the traditional sense in that you sort of write everything and then you put the musicians together what was your first band uh, well, it was the it was the incarnation of Hooverville that that uh, that launched that single that I did when I was eighteen or nineteen. But around the same time, I was also in this um, hardcore American style punk band called Ebola Meltdown. I see uh, Ebola, Ebola. I, I, at the time, it was quite a niche uh, illness. Uh, so, so that that band only did two gigs and they they were far and away i think the most popular thing i've ever done 
Um, How many albums have you recorded to date? Oh, well, this is the four. This will be the fourth album I've released, recorded. I've got a bit of a, a bad habit of, of of hoarding material, tinkering with it, and not actually releasing it into the world. So, recorded. I'm going to say this is more like the ninth. Okay. Um, let's talk about how this album came to be. I guess it come it came about from us meeting outside. Uh, or talking outside Jernet's Bar. Do you remember that? Uh, I do remember that. I Well, I wanted to record now anyway, but yes, I suppose it was on that occasion when I think no poo was discussed that uh, that you were brought on board. But I'd, 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 um, I'd written a bunch of songs and I mm. wanted to record them. I, I, had, uh, I had a really profound need to, to record something new. It had been a couple of years uh, and I just wanted to feel that I was doing something new in Norwich because up till that point I, I'd just been performing these songs that were going down really well but which I predated seen you playing with the trio up to that point yeah I think. Uh, well that's right that's that's all I'd done and I like the trio but it was it was playing a set of material which I'd written prior to going to Norwich so it didn't didn't feel like I was breaking new ground compositionally with that so I I thought it was time to to do some new stuff how did you find the production process the recording was it was it easy was it difficult was it enjoyable was it stressful uh, all the above well when i'd started writing this album the idea was that these other unfinished albums had become this tangled maximalist mess in my mind and that this would be the simple one and i don't seem to have borne that out in the process it ended up becoming pretty maximalist as well uh weirdly i mean now that we've mixed the single i've realized that most of the elements on that track at least and maybe it will pan out as we mix the rest of the album were live i've just spent there, there's a lot of stuff on yeah. there's how many instruments are on it Lots. There's, yeah. <laughs> you've got synth you've got a toy piano you've got real vibraphone on it I, I have no idea how many instruments. Four backing vocals, I think about four or five horns. It's quite a lot. Yeah, the whole thing's like that. It, it, it's it's Brian Wilson levels of, of uh, density of arrangement. I'm not mm -hmm. going to compare myself to him in any other regard, but in terms of number of instruments, I think I'm competing. I guess we didn't really talk about... Um, so much the way in which we recorded the main album we're talking about today but um but although we've put on all these maximalist glop on the top all these horn sections and uh synths and what have you the the, the heart of it was very much live and it wasn't done to click and it in it that gives it quite an organic jazzy quality you know it probably subtly speeds up and slows down but not much because russ is a very good drama. How would you describe the the genre of the album? I'm asking you because I've I've got to do this for like all the press and stuff. I don't know. I I remember we got a review of Hooverville many years ago, and the review just said angsty jazz rock. Angsty jazz rock. And that was that was oh, what I was. That's th pretty good. I'll go, I'll go that was that. what I was doing a long time ago, but it it may still fit the bill. Although I always thought that that description was deliberately pejorative, uh, but I'm still at odds to, uh, well, at pains to it's, think of a better it's one. It's a bit backhanded. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll think of something more flattering. Uh, 
Okay, so we have the single coming out soon. In fact, I'll put it out with this podcast episode. I'll put it on at the end it's after cool the people. interview. Yeah, that's like a little exclusive. Um, a penalty track. Then we have the, the second single coming out. Slowly melting, is that going? Slowly melting, yep. And then the album, which you don't have a title for. It could be called a number. It probably will be called Inside, like the single. If it isn't called that, I've been flirting with the title It's Behind You. Mm -hmm. I quite like the way that's theatrical, a bit silly, a bit pantomime, but also suggests decline, (laughs) which uh, is is a big theme of this album. Yes. Um, Okay. Well, that's all to look forward to. Um, I have no more questions for you, Joseph, at this present moment. So, um, court adjourned. We will judge from uh, the privacy of our chambers how it went and um, convict you accordingly. Crimes. Thanks. That was the Off With Their Records podcast. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, As I said before, you can follow us on SoundCloud, YouTube, Facebook. Instagram is the one we use most. That's uh, We have a lot of fun with that one. Uh, If you want to email us, you can email us at ideolog at hotmail.co.uk, I-D-E-O-L-O-G at hotmail.co.uk. I uh, hope you're keeping well, get in contact if you want to chat uh, and have a splendid day or night or whatever you're going to do now. I love you. Goodbye. <laughs>